0: now, let's get to the heart of the matter. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Heart of Dating podcast today. My name is Kate Warman, and I am so thrilled you tuned in today because it is our last episode of season five, and this finale is going to be a doozy. Now, on one end, I'm kind of sad about it being the end of the season, but on the other hand, I've realized that we've had such an incredible season here on Heart of Dating, We've talked about how to avoid falling in love with a jerk. We've discussed dating and racism. We've even had Dr. Gary Chapman on from the five love languages for our 100th episode of Heart of Dating. We've also discussed chronic disappointment in dating. We've talked about cheating and long distance relationships. We've also talked about seeking approval and validation in dating. And then we've also had conversations about removing shame and restoring the relationship with yourself. And then what to do if you have never even been in a serious relationship. I have loved this entire season. I am so excited to start planning for season six. Friends, today for the finale episode, we're doing something extra special because for the first time, you guys are gonna get an inside look at me as a dating coach, my personal dating life, and how I, as an unmarried woman, navigate dating today in this current era. Here's the thing, you've never known as much as you're about to know about me today. You are getting all the insider scoop about me, Kate Warman, Heart of Dating founder and dating coach, and you guys, I go all in on the honesty. Now, don't be sad. This is our final episode, okay? We will be releasing a fun little series in our break time between season five and season six, where we're going to answer some of your top dating questions. And for this little series, I'm actually bringing on an incredible single male guest to have these conversations. And I think you're going to just love it. So before we get into this final episode today, I wanted to let you know that we have so much coming up in relation to my upcoming book launch, Thank You for Rejecting Me, which is coming out in February 2021, as well as information about the brand new Heart of Dating Conference that's coming in 2021, you guys. So if you want to be sure to be in the know about all of these incredible things, the best way to do that is to sign up for our email list. But with that being said, you guys know I'm all about serving you in this community. So to get you in the know about all these upcoming events, I also want to give you something in return. I created a free PDF guide called How to Show Interest. Men and women ask all the time about body language, flirting, how they should talk to their crush, all the things related to just approaching someone. So I created something for you that's gonna help you show interest to that special someone. To get on our email list with all the updates about upcoming events, as well as get a free guide, the How to Show Interest Guide for both men and women, you can visit heartofdating.com forward slash showinterest. Real quick, before we get into this episode, I want to share with you, you know, we're in a time of chaos and confusion and brokenness, grief, all the things. And honestly, there are some daily comforts that just make you grateful and feel more grounded in life. Things like petting your dog, hitting this news button, and even that first cup of coffee. Thank you, Lord, and amen. Now these things are things that you can count on every day to help get you where you wanna go. It creates a sense of normalcy. But you know what also carries me personally through the day? Things that are short and sweet, that lift my eyes to Jesus. Things like the Upper Room Daily Devotional Guide. You can count on the Upper Room for daily inspiration, daily community, and daily prayer. It is the only daily devotional magazine written by readers, ordinary people, people who have encountered God in daily real life situations. The Upper Room is here for you every day through your email, a custom app, or printed magazine. You can enjoy a free 30-day trial of their email or their app service by visiting upperroom.org forward slash welcome. It's upper U-P-P-E-R-R-O-O-M.org forward slash welcome to get a 30-day free trial. All right, so let's get into the juicy season finale for today, where I am spilling all the tea on my own dating life as a dating coach. So a few weeks ago, I was talking to my friend, Nick Brandt, and he was asking me all sorts of questions about how I manage being a dating coach and dating in this current season. And as we were talking, he suddenly said, wait a second, Kate, have you ever had anyone interview you about yourself for your own podcast? And immediately a light bulb went off in my head and I said, "Uh, no, I have not, but that's kind of a cool idea. So he suggested that I do it. And then right after that, I was like, okay, but how are your interview skills, okay? In which he, in reply, assured me that he actually had Oprah-like interview skills and should he be chosen, he would not let me down. So with a rapport like that, I had to invite my good new friend, Nick Brandt, to interview me today about my own dating life. Here's a little bit more about who Nick is. Nick Brant has worked on staff for the Flippin' group Young Life and Passion Conferences, and also served many years developing and leading the Collegiate Ministries at Passion City Church under the direction of Louis Giglio. In 2017, Nick helped plant an Acts 29 church, The Well Austin, and completed his master's degree in Christian Leadership and Biblical Studies at Dallas Theological Seminary. Currently, in addition to his consulting endeavors, Nick project manages and directs events for Pulse, a millennial-led prayer movement. He's also a member of the steering committee for the Year of the Bible Campaign and is also the founder and executive director at The Gathering ATX, a unifying movement of students and campus ministries for unique gatherings of worship, word and prayer in the heart of UT Austin. On top of all of that, he is a Christian single dude and gets what it's like to date in this current era. So you guys, I polled you on what you wanted to ask me about my life, starting hard of dating, dating as a dating coach, just all the things. And I'll be honest, today I came to be vulnerable, but I actually think I was more vulnerable than I ever even planned on being during this interview. I answer questions like, Are people intimidated to ask me out or date me? What's my biggest fear in dating? What myths do people have about me? Am I currently single? Do I use dating apps? Have I ever been in love? Have I ever been engaged? How do I handle breakups? guys. I truly exposed myself on this interview today, but I'm so excited for you to hear it. And just above all, my hope and prayer is that you know that I am in this boat with you. Truly, completely. That is why I started this. Yes, I love running a ministry on dating, but that does not mean that I have every single thing all together. So let's go. I'm a little nervous right now, but without further ado, let's get into this episode where Nick Brandt interviews me about my dating life. Oh my gosh. Nick Brandt, what's up?
1: (laughs) Kate Warman, how are you today? Are you ready for this? You know
0: what? I'm sweating just a little bit over here, but we're going to be okay.
1: (laughs) You are going to be okay today because I am... We're switching seats. Like, I'm getting in the driver's seat of your car today, and I'm asking you to hop in the passenger seat. Am I, I right? know.
0: I'm like, okay, here's the engine. Here's the, this is how you work it. Here you go. But honestly, wow. you're in control, my friend, and I'm pumped about it.
1: <laughs> I know. How does it feel being on the other end today of all the questions that are going to be asked? Like, you're usually the interview. Or how does it feel being an interviewee today? Like, what yeah. are the initial fields you got going on?
0: You know, I'm just like, oh, my goodness, because I've seen the questions. Let's be real. Like, I've looked oh, at the questions.
1: we're getting into some tea today, <laughs> my friend. You're going to so spill into... some tea, am oh, I right?
0: That is what we're doing. And, you know, I like, I love being interviewed. I'm on other people's podcasts. But to be interviewed for my own podcast about my own dating life, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, come <laughs> again? <laughs>
1: well, Hold I on. love it. I, I'm I'm stoked today to be able to do this because I have watched you from afar and obviously know so many people who are deeply close to you and have been a part of all the things that you've been doing. But I, you know, I brought this up to you. I said, "I said, Kate, like, have you ever had a guy interview you and ask you questions about your life, your relationship, your history?" And frankly, let's just be honest. We won't get into this right away, but I have some questions about, like, what is it like as a guy to date? The dating coach, like what, like what, I have asked you that so much. Yes. Everyone wants to know that. So we've compiled a list of questions, which your listeners and Mm -hmm. those who view your content, participate in your stuff, they have come up with these questions along with a couple that we've thrown in as well. Right. So yeah, I'm like, I'm ready. And I think if you're ready for it, I just want to jump in with the question of all the questions. (laughs) Okay. Hit me. (laughs) Okay. Everybody wants to know, are you currently in a relationship? (laughs)
0: Okay. This is October. (laughs) We're saying it. This is October 2020. As of this specific moment, I am not in a relationship. And however, you know, if you're listening to this in a few months, we don't know, everybody. We don't know. So keep that in mind.
1: (laughs) Things could change any day,
0: right? Yes. And I will say on that caveat before we go further is that, yeah, I am currently single. I do want to be married. And I... I'm looking for my husband. So we're just going to get that out there right off the bat.
1: (laughs) Okay. So give us your perspective then. It's like you're single right now. We're at the end of October here as we're recording this. What is your perspective on life and dating? And at this moment, how are you thinking and feeling?
0: Yeah. So I'll be really honest and people ask me this and I'm sure the question will come up, but this year I have dated. So where I'm at right now, I'm in a season of healing. And I'll just be really honest about that. And uh, so in this specific moment, October 2020, I am not necessarily actively dating because I'm still processing through what I went through this specific year. And we could talk more about like, oh, how do I balance like dating and like what I share with the public and what I don't share with the public. But healing is a journey. We're never going to be fully arrived. But, you know, I have my people. We check in. Everyone knows my journey in history, my close people in my life. So I'm giving it a little bit of time to continue to heal and process. And then I'm ready. I'm thinking 2021, Nick, let's do it. You know?
1: Oh, oh wow. <laughs> okay. So we're putting like a couple months. Okay. But what if he like comes along and sweeps you off of your feet in the next couple
0: of months? That, you know, I can't, I don't know what God's going to do. I have no idea, <laughs> but I will say you just have to check in with your heart. And that's where I'm at. I'm like, okay, Kate. Are, is your heart ready? Because I'll be really honest to you, Nick, and everyone listening, like my Achilles heel is men mm. and dating and relationships. And people who have heard my story know that, like, this whole thing started because I went ten years back to back of dating from fourteen to twenty four, non-stop dating, wow. and then had to take a season off because I realized I was addicted to relationships, validation from men. And honestly, I didn't know who Kate was outside of men and outside of relationships. And so I know that, you know, the enemy is going to come and try to put men in my path. And so for me, I'm like, I'm open to it, but I really have to feel a peace in my heart that this is happening, not because I feel like I need to be in a relationship or that scarcity mindset, but truly because like this feels like a peace in my soul that I should try to date this person, you know?
1: Sure. And you've got, so you have like a lot of. People and listeners, men and women, which I was so like, I was so pleased to see how many guys and men are involved in harder dating and involved in your work and and then even my own friends who you know I told them that I was doing this and they were like, oh wait, that's the drop the hanky girl. I'm like, wait, <laughs> dude, you know the drop the hanky girl? Like, what? oh my gosh! <laughs> so it cracked me up. But I okay. So what I want to know is if you you know you just told everybody that you're in this season of healing. What are you comfortable sharing with us? From your past relationship, from what you just got out of, what are you comfortable sharing? Because uh, you're you're in this place of healing and growing and learning. Uh, share with us, like, you know, people are going to ask questions. Well, what was that relationship like? Yeah. And where are you and why are you in a place of healing right now?
0: Yeah, and you know, everyone who has listened to Heart of Dating would know that I'm super open and honest, typically about my dating history, my journey, and I share about my heartbreaks and I share about rejection. In fact, my book on rejection comes out in February 2021. What's up? Thank you for rejecting me. Hey, yo, come on. on. (laughs) What I've learned in having to balance my personal dating life with being a dating coach, running a dating ministry, is I don't share things publicly until I'm fully processed through them. and that is kind of how i have to do it and in order to protect myself now i am processing with people i'm just not processing with everyone in the masses and on instagram you know so with where i'm at currently I'm processing a lot about myself, my own healing journey, about how I showed up in that relationship, how there were certain things that I still need to work on. And I think that's kind of what I want to also deliver today to you, Nick, and to everyone listening is like, I may be this dating coach, but I'm still working through things, you know, and there are, I have an extensive history of trauma in my past. And so I don't just show up to a relationship being like, I know everything about dating and I do this exactly perfectly. And like, there is no flaw in anything I do. That is just, unfortunately, no. I mean not you, how
1: you, You're perfect. I mean, you have it all down. I, mean, I call you the female hitch. And so I'm oh like, you gosh. have to, you know, you have to know exactly what to do. And I'm sure that even when you date guys, like they probably come in going, okay, what do you do? And they find out what you're doing. And you're like, uh, they're like immediately. I can imagine going, "Wow, is she like examining my every move? <laughs> is that like is that like a thing that happens?"
0: Oh, oh, you're bringing something up. Yes, so that does happen. And I'm gonna be real honest. Like again, vulnerability. Like I have to balance that for myself and try to say to myself in these moments, like, "Hey, Kate." You do know a lot about this. Remember, you are reading about relationships, studying about it, talking about it every single day. Like that is my job. And then I'm on a date with someone or I'm starting to date someone. How do I separate like all the things I'm learning, reading, studying, talking about with just enjoying this person and allowing the process to be the process? You know, I run my own business and I'm an Enneagram three. So one of my biggest problems is control. And I really have to, while I'm actually dating someone... Do my best to submit control over to God. And that doesn't come perfectly, but I try my very best to have these reality moments of like, hey, Kate, who is like, enjoy this person for who they are. Don't try to be like, oh, they should be doing this differently or "Mm, they should be trying to clarify this. Oh, oh, no, I have to bring this up and not them. That's a red flag. You know, there's a lot that I just have to allow the process to be the process and take my hands off of it. And that is. A balance. Let me tell you, that is why I got my people, my girls who are like, Kate, we got to chill out right now. Let this guy be who he is.
1: I love that. And I love, I mean, so much of what you've already hit on so far is, is having wisdom. I mean, you just said, I'm not going to come on a podcast right away and like divulge my entire relational history with a guy who I just finished dating. Or, you know, I'm not going to, you know, just immediately jump into conclusions about somebody, and I'm going to go to like a circle of friends. In your last relationship, in the relationships before, how much has wisdom and how much has that circle of friends played a role in that relationship? And in, even in right now, as you're trying to you know heal and work through things?
0: I would say it's everything for me. And I think the people that you choose to be in that circle of friends, it's so important to weigh how they're walking in their life, you know, what their relationship with God is like, what fruits of the spirit do they have. And I always try to balance it with some close friends, but also mentors. And in that group, I'd also say is my therapist who, trust me, I am constantly meeting with. She is amazing. And so I'm balancing it all with all of those people. And and I'm making sure that my group of people aren't just other single people where we're all complaining about guys and how they're treating us. You know, it's, it's also married folk and people who understand the hardship of relationship and what comes up and can speak to, hey, you know what? That conflict, that's okay, actually. Uh, Because I think sometimes as singles, we're like, oh, we have a conflict or we have frequent conflict. This is bad. No, it's just about how you're learning to communicate with one another. There's plenty of couples I know who had a lot of conflict and have had to work at how to fight well. So in the journey of dating for myself, I've had to have really honest discussions with my people. And the thing is, that has come through time of me opening up about everything, you know? And so they know all the things. And in fact, today, one of the biggest things I recommend to people and what I have to do is I have to confess consistently. So I'll have like conversations like, hey, can we get on a phone? I need to confess something. And as an Enneagram 3, actually, I was doing research recently reading um, my friend AJ Sherrill's book on the Enneagram. It's called the Enneagram for Spiritual Formation. And you know, one of the biggest things for three is needing to confess because we like to seem like we have it all together and we like to just say, oh, I made a mistake, but that's okay. I'm gonna keep it to myself. No, one of the biggest things for me in dating is I have to be able to confess where I am falling short. And so if I'm bringing a relational problem to a friend of mine, I'm not just saying, hey, this guy did X, Y, Z thing and he doesn't love me well and blah, 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 blah and complaining. I'm like, hey, this is how I feel. And also I need to confess that I think I'm trying to be too too controlling here, or I have to confess that maybe I am, I have some triggers and I'm maybe, you know, putting on this guy things from my past. And can you help me sort through that? Confession is a huge part of this process for me that, you know what? I still make mistakes and I need to confess them. (laughs) am kidding.
1: I love like the the reality of finding someone who's a safe place to confess to as well. And I think like that. Those friends, you know, for me in my life, that comes over time, and mm-hmm. it comes from like this, you know, shared experiences and time together. And because, because I'm like, I don't know if you're like me, I have people who will just tell me, you know, whatever I want to hear. Yes, and I'm like, right. I love you on the days that I just need to like vent or just talk to somebody. But I also need somebody who's going to tell me the exact opposite and be like, you know, I'm just going to be real with you, Nick. Like, I need to tell you that, you know, this is what I'm seeing right now. And I, those are the people. I think even like the Book of Proverbs speaks. Like, those are the people that we need in our circle. The ones, uh, our wound from a brother is better than a kiss from a friend. Meaning like the idea is that it's good to be you know, hit with the truth every once in a while.
0: Yeah, no, we need the truth. And uh, we are in a world with social media where it's really easy to hide. And, you know, especially via COVID. I mean, we're alone a lot of the times that everything is virtual <laughs> these days. So it's really important more than ever to be really have people we are fully ourselves with. They see all the good and all of the bad. And so that's such an important part of my journey because my close friends love what I do, but they also know, I am not perfect by any means at this whole dating journey. <laughs> Tell me this then
1: like if you like the social media world showcases a side of Kate Warman you know they know you know the articles, the interviews, your work, your content, your gram all that kind of stuff but what do what do people not know you know about you that they won't see like mm-hmm. from social media? what do they not know that's going on behind the screen and behind the scenes like what who is Kate Warman? What do we need to know about you behind the screen?
0: Okay, so one thing that I will share is... In, especially when it comes to dating, okay? Uh, I still struggle a lot with anxiety. I have yeah. to learn how to balance that for myself. So, you know, I come off as a very joyous person and I am a joyous person. I love joy. I have like, I would say I have a sparkle to just the way I show up and, and I love that. I will always be that way. You know, Disneyland Kate is like the best possible version <laughs> of Kate. And I love that. Like that is my true authentic self. And yet I still on the other side really struggle with anxiety and overthinking and controlling. And so what people aren't seeing is like, hey, I'm still struggling with that and at the same time also struggling with imposter syndrome and I will I will say this, you know, in past relationships i've had guys share with me and this has been something i've had to really reflect on and they're like hey you know i think there's a level that you want to control the relationship so much so that it appears to be a certain way and i was wow. like Ooh, okay uh wow. it, it, because my boldness own- to
1: share that too i love that he <laughs> would know? just come on and say that because i would be I mean, i'm telling you i'd be scared yeah. to say something like that
0: yeah and i'm i was like oh okay um Right. So let me think about that. <laughs> you know, <try> to,
1: <laughs> let me not, let me go back to my circle of friends yes, and process right? that.
0: Not try to lead with defense, but really, truly, I was I have had to reflect on that. Like, oh, is that true, Kate? Like. You run a dating ministry. Are you, how concerned are you about the image of the relationship that you're going to portray one day, whatever that relationship ends up being, like the relationship, right? Because at this point, everyone's wondering, like, Kate, are you going to share about your dating relationship? No, I'm not going to share about my in the moment dating relationships, most likely until it is like confirmed, you know, until this is like seal the deal around engagement time. So I'm not going to ever share about my in the moment dating life because I need to protect that for myself (laughs) and my current process with that person. But uh, yeah, that's something where as I'm processing, as I'm dating, like how much of this am i worried about what other people in my community are thinking about it you know and in doing that it suffocates the relationship in ways if i if i continue to do that and i've had to really check in with myself and my people about that because Hey, we're gonna make mistakes. Are we gonna be perfect at every single thing in this dating process? Are we gonna have perfect communication, perfect spiritual relationship, perfect godly leaders, perfect physical boundaries? Like, no, <laughs> we may not. And what does it look like to have grace for myself and grace for the man? Uh, a man who wants to try to lead the relationship. I mean, as a strong female, I wanna I wanna allow that. You know, I feel safe and that's what I desire. I, I really do desire that. So I have to balance allowing the guy to do his thing and knowing, like, relatively what I think is healthy and not healthy. Communicating those things, but also allowing the relationship to be the relationship, you know, and be in process. So that is a big struggle for me.
1: <laughs> wow, I, that's so real, and um, it kind of made me think about one of the first questions that I wanted to ask you when when we met. I was like, and I, I think I did ask you this, but does heart of dating affect your dating life? Like, an, like, does it, are there guys who are like, no, she's going to Taylor Swift my, myself. Like, I'm going to be up on this podcast. Like, like, like John Mayer and a dear John song. She's going to talk all about me when this doesn't go right. Are guys worried they're going to be on a podcast? Like, how does this affect your dating life?
0: Yes. So I guys, do you hear that a
1: lot from guys. Yeah. Like, what? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh for sure. They're like, wait a second. You know, cause there's a variety of skills. Like if I meet someone on a dating app, I'm not telling them on a dating app what I do. I do not bring that up because that is a really weird <laughs> I'm thing. I'm taking
1: notes on that. Yeah, <laughs> like, We're going to get into dating apps in a second, by
0: the way. Yeah. Because I'm like, I don't, that will deter them. I mean, I we're talking over text. There's no way I can explain it. So, but then again, they, there may, there's been some guys who Google me and I don't know how, if they can't see my last name, but sometimes they do. And then in which case, like then it comes out. So, but I, for the most part, try to bring that up on a first date. So I'm talking about the guys that don't know what I do in advance. So if I'm on a first date and they're like, wait, so tell me more about like this podcast and what you do. And I'm like, yeah, so I run a podcast on dating. They're like, wait, what? And just their facial expressions are like on dating. Okay. So then they're (laughs) like, I guess you can tell me what I'm doing wrong. On this date? (laughs) Oh gosh! Like
1: we we men are insecure. Like we have insecurities that we will never let you know, and you'll hear it come out in comments like that.
0: I'm like, uh, no, no, no. I'm not like sizing you up. Trust me, I promise. Like I'm just here to enjoy you as a person. I I promise you that. Which, and and they're like, wait a second. So like, if this doesn't go right, like, are you gonna like do an interview on this? Are you doing this as an experiment? Like, there's a lot of questions that do come up, especially if the guy doesn't know anything about me. For the people who. I'm going to go to the flip side. So for the people who know who I am, what I do, there's kind of two different categories of people. I'm just going to share both of those. One are people on Instagram. And those people are usually people who follow me and maybe are part of Heart of Dating. They like my content. um, They have listened to the podcast. Those people know what they're getting into, okay? Because they have like seen and heard a lot of me and my story. And I do get asked out by people in the community. So that was a question that I will... happily answer, yes, people in the community ask me out. I am not opposed to dating people who might ask me out from the community, but I'm very careful about that. And I, again, right now, that's not even on my mind, but I really, really appreciate when people do so ask So many me
1: questions out. I have for <laughs> okay. that date. Oh I mean, wait, can we just pause for 20 yes. minutes? I want to get back to those two types of guys, but Do guys like slide into your DMs and ask you all the time out on dates and how do you handle that?
0: (laughs) So yes, I do get asked out on dates uh, in the DMs. It's usually from people who know who I am, follow Heart of Dating. I, I can tell too, like maybe it's either a guy who's never messaged me and I'm like, they're just shooting their shot. Wow. Or it's a guy who's interacted for some time and he shoots his shot, you know, and I'm like, oh, he's probably thought about this, you know? And so... It's, for me, it's not an immediate no. Uh, it really depends where I'm at and my and where my heart is at. And I always appreciate it. Like, I'm like, that takes boldness and courage. So, you know, I, I love to just thank people for their boldness. I usually send a voice memo sometimes. Like, I just like to, people to hear my voice. I hate oh, just like writing like so a phenomenal. little response. that Because I'm like, that, that means a lot. And I care about that. And I also, you know, if it's not going to be you and I, I want to encourage them to keep stepping out there like that. That's kind of my favorite thing about this. You know, being bold and courageous, asking someone out that may intimidate you. I don't know. That's a big deal. So keep doing that. You know, (laughs) like, so, so I do respond and I have gone on a handful of dates from guys that have done that. I'll just be really honest. Yes, I have. Like I'm not opposed to it, but it is fewer and far between. I'm trying to separate my work and what I do. And so on occasion, again, it really just depends where I'm at and what the Holy Spirit is putting on my heart.
1: So you you have these guys who may not know what you do, and you have these conversations with them. You tell them what you do. You have that conversation. There's the joke. I'm going to be on a podcast. But then there are these other guys who step into your online world. They step into the DMs. They step into the community.
0: Yes. And
1: how does Heart of Dating affect your dating life for those who know exactly what you do?
0: Well, and and that is where I just – I'm going to be really candid on the fact that I'm careful because uh, being – an a leader of any kind, and you really have to be discerning on what is that person's intention for reaching out to you? Is it because they really want to date you, or is it because they want something? (laughs) Is it because they want the status and they want to grow into your ministry? And, you know, those are real things, and I've actually had to deal with that quite a few times, both from a female side and a male side, of really trying to discern what is this person's intention. And you just, when you have something that you've built, that is sacred, you really do have to pay attention of who you're letting in on that in a close way. And so for me, and that's something that my mentor who leads a church has really helped me through because... You know, I'm I'm all about like, oh, I, I wanna immediately trust everyone, but you really do have to be careful and discerning. And so I really check in with my gut and intuition. And if a guy is listening that has asked me out and I've said no, it's not because I necessarily don't trust you. Again, it has to do with also where I'm at and what the spirit is telling me just with my current season and what have you. So there it so all of that's at play. I mean, this is not like a one size fit all process, Nick, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think that's so much in dating. And, and you correct me if I'm wrong I'm definitely not the guru but I would say like this context of the relationship context of where you are context of where they are what's going on how did we meet what's happening there's so much about context that avoids formulas in dating relationships.
0: Yes. Right? Exactly. Yeah. There is no one-step formula to any of this process. And so if I were to meet someone on Instagram, like, I'm down. Like, I love meeting people in any capacity. But, yeah, it's not always going to be that process for me either. Should I explain the other guy too? The other type of guy? Yeah, you need to go back (laughs) to the other
1: guy. Sorry. I totally moved right past it because I was so curious what you do with guys who slide into the DMs.
0: Oh, my gosh. I never expect it. I'm always flattered. I just want to say that. Like, truly, I'm not like how oh, I got asked out again. Like, no, I'm like, Oh, this was really sweet. Like I'm a sappy romantic at heart. When someone takes the time to, to ask me out or to say something specific or compliment me on something, like I'm a words of affirmation person that always means a lot to my heart. So the okay. other kind of guy, and we're talking about, Uh, There was the guy on dating apps or people who don't know me at all. Then there's people who have followed hard of dating, are part of my community. Then there's people like in my sphere, like I mean here in California. And so this is like people who actually know me. Well, maybe not in California. Maybe it's other leaders or just people who know me. They may or may not listen to my podcast. They know what I do, right? What I will say, that's another bucket. So that's people at my church, people, other Christian leaders, stuff like that. I'll be really honest. Those people do not ask me out. So
1: that is interesting. Like these yes. are the people who are like in your life. You see them day to day or week to week, month to month.
0: Yes. Yep. Those people do not. And I'm like, I don't, I have not figured that one out. But those are the people that, I mean, you think sometimes I think so. Yeah, I think so. They like also intimidated know by the fact me that more. You know, I mean, the people on Instagram might come up with an an image of me that they think is true, and that's the hard part. If you actually were to date me and we met through Instagram, like you're going to learn a whole different side to me. I mean, like joyous, fun, Kate, that's a dating coach is yes, that's part of me. There's also the part of me that gets anxious and sad and has a lot of emotions and, like, and sometimes overthinks and needs to balance and try to not control things, you know? And so there's a lot of other sides to me that people don't, experience by seeing me on Instagram, the people in real life, like people here in California or other Christian leaders, there's just something, I don't know. I'm like, Hey y'all I'm open. Especially if I know people that those are probably the bucket of people that I'd be most willing to date. Uh, cause I actually know them, <laughs> you know, but wow. for some reason that bucket of people, they don't, they're not the ones to make the move. So,
1: so how do you, like, how do you manage that i mean how do you deal with that even the reality that guys like you're you're aware that a guy because i'll be honest with you i could like if i was to look at you i could totally see and go wow she's got it together she knows what's going on she knows how to do it and i would be kind of scared you know not intimidated i don't think that would be nervous that like is she evaluating my every move is (laughs) that i do this right in her eyes do you think that's part of it
0: it could be that, absolutely. It could be that. It could also be the whole hey, we're in community, we know the same people and this is just a constant thing in church community of like that makes it more difficult, absolutely. right? And so there's probably both of those things going on, I assume, because you know, and especially it do- it's going to take a really secure man who has vision and purpose for his life to be able to really pursue me. And I have had guys do that. I'm, I am I have had men that I've dated in the past who've been secure, who pursue me, but it, it really is whoever I'm going to end up with. It's going to be a man who is secure, who has vision for his life and isn't intimidated because yeah I, I all I can do is say like hey, I want to be fully transparent fully myself and yes, I know a lot about dating, yes. but I'm gonna do my best to experience you in real time and not try to put all of my formulas on you. but if I ever do like I am I have my accountability, here's my systems I've created. like I don't ever want to make you feel like you have to be a very specific way. And so that's all I can do is is say this is I'm gonna try my best to do that, you know?
1: so real do you think you get asked out more or less because of what you do
0: uh i think feel like it's split. So again, with people I actually know in real time, I get asked out less on Instagram. I I get asked out more with what I do now because there's more exposure to me just being in this er area, you know, in this Christian dating area. So there's more exposure to who I am and we do have a healthy amount of dudes in our community. So on Instagram, I get asked out more in real life with people. I know I get asked out less. Fascinating. All right. All right. Where are my creative friends at today? You guys, what's so interesting about the last few years and then especially in COVID is that we have seen a turn towards entrepreneurship and even content creation. And if you become an entrepreneur or a content creator, then you also know it takes some work to produce incredible content and not only produce the content, but then make it look incredible when you're delivering it. I know for me when i create content i have to format it into all different things such as for instagram instagram stories facebook my website and just it's a lot you guys that's why when i discovered issue i was so grateful because it's a service that really helps solve so many of my creative content issues issue is the all-in-one platform to create and distribute beautiful digital publications from brochures to magazines to sales collateral and so many other things It's perfect for creators, marketers, designers, educators, publishers, salespeople, or just anyone who really wants to make eye-catching content, which so many of us are doing in this digital climate right now. Issue also makes it really easy. You only have to upload your PDFs and files and then Issue will transform them using your vision and customizable templates to create the content that you exactly desire. With Issue, you create it once and then you can distribute your content everywhere. Everything is optimized to post on your website and social platforms like Instagram and Facebook. They even help you make animated Instagram stories, which is awesome! You guys can start using Issue right now for free and then they also offer premium features that give an even more customizable experience. You can get started with Issue today by signing up at issue.com forward slash podcast and then using promo code HOD at checkout for a free account or for 50% off your premium account. So that's issue, I-S-S-U-U.com slash podcast and then use code HOD for a free account or for 50% off of a premium account. I promise you content creators out there, this is gonna save the day.
1: where does Kate Warman look for godly men? Like you, is it, is it just church? Are you on dating apps? Like, do the guys need to know if they're in the LA area, they need to get on Hinge right now. Like what, <laughs> where, where do they meet? Where do you meet godly men and are, and, yeah. and, and where are those places? Do you use apps even?
0: Yeah. Okay. I love that. So, I, yes, I do use apps currently because of where I am at this exact moment, as we shared earlier, like I'm not on an app. And what
1: apps? That's the big question. We need to know what apps. Okay, so
0: I do do apps when I'm in a season of actively dating, which... Again, I'm in a season of processing and healing, so I'm not doing that right now. But when I am actively dating, yeah, I'm definitely on dating apps. However, you will know that I'm not putting Heart of Dating or what I do on those dating apps. Like, yeah. that's just not- <laughs> Not from the gate go. No, 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 that will be like, people are like, what? No. So I do like Hinge, I do like Bumble. Those are probably two of my top ones that I do use. And there are others that I've, I've tried as well. And there are great apps out there, I will say. And to be honest, I read an article recently with COVID that like dating apps have spiked and like almost 80% of people are trying to use dating apps now, which is crazy. But yes, so I use dating apps. I think God definitely allows people to meet on dating apps. And for everyone who didn't already know this or hasn't already heard me say this, like 33%... Plus percent of people meet through a dating app. Okay, that's today. So, and that number is climbing. I mean, with twenty twenty, wow. that number probably is like double. To be honest, with all of our digital dating right right now, or maybe even more than that. So, yeah, I do online. I am trying to actively date with online. I also do social media. So, I'm definitely down. And I am not opposed to drop the hanky on somebody. Like everybody should know. Okay, I, I still drop the hanky on people if I if I really wanted Wait, to. I
1: that is a question that I have. I. We're going to come back to that because that is literally a question I wrote down. I want to know about let's actually, let's get into it. Let's go right now. When is the last time you dropped the hanky and how did it go? And and explain that obviously for any new listeners. Like, like my my roommates were like, wait, my the roommate was like, What is drop the hanky? So <laughs> if there are any guys out here listening right now, explain what that is and then tell us the last time you did it and how it
0: went. Okay. So even with a guy I more recently dated, which we are not gonna go into that fully yet, like I met that person in real life over a year ago. And I went ahead and like found them on Instagram, followed them and started like, you know, interacting with them on social media. Now that was a month. My- Or drop the hanky. I was out of town and kind of doing a lot. So I wasn't really focused on this person, but I did just, you know, find them, go after that. And that's even my small way of like, I just saw you at a party for like five minutes. Then you better believe I would then ask my friend, what is that uh, cube eligible guy's name? Then found him on Instagram, (laughs) followed him and was like, that's my initial small version of drop the hanky. If I were to take it a step further, I would have then, you know, wrote him a DM like, Hey, it was so great meeting you. I love talking about this. Just even for the five minutes we got to meet, or I would look at his profile, stalk it, and be like, hey, I like these captions that you wrote. <laughs> like, Or, you know, I, I would it. find some point of commonality. Now, prior to that, I full-blown dropped the hanky on a guy a year and a half ago. Who I ended up kind of dating, to be honest. And so, yeah, found him and totally dropped the hanky. It was like, hey, I love what you're about. I love that you are trying to encourage men through some of your captions and your platform. And I just want to say, whenever I see a guy doing that, I really love it. And I honor that. And I respect it. And I just wanted to reach out and let you know that. And so my wow. my perspective there was, hey, whatever ends up happening, whether he ends up talking with me and getting interested and wanting to ask for my number, I want to bless This person, by just because to be honest, frankly, I was impressed by some of his comments or some of his captions and content. And whether or not that person's going to ask me out, I want him to know that. And that I want that to be a blessing to him, you
1: know. It's kind of like a win win either way, like he's getting encouraged, you know. Do they always miss it? Like, do they are there guys who just start like, I don't get what's happening here?
0: (laughs) No, I don't think they do. I think that they're like, oh, this girl is. Giving me attention? That's great. I mean, I think that now, this day and age, I think we're all more used to people on Instagram DMing us. I would just say for the most part. Maybe I'm naive in that because I'm an influencer or whatever you want to call me and I have lots of DMs, but I feel like sure. people are more comfortable reaching out on social media these days, in my opinion.
1: Well, that's so fair. And, and, and word to the wise, to all my brothers out there listening, if a girl drops the hanky, I just learned this from my friend Kate, you need to be gracious and respond, yes. right? Like you need to Thank still give you. her, even if it's like a no, just be gracious. I love it. Kate was like, Hey, like I was telling her about a situation recently yes. and she gave me, you gave me a couple script. pieces of advice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You actually, yeah. Okay. You can tell everybody you gave me a script. <laughs> you texted me a script,
0: I was like, which I was like copy paste
1: <laughs> page a couple words here, but yes. yeah. Tell them, Like what guys, like what do guys need to know when a girl does that?
0: Yes, so my whole thing is again, you want to honor that person. And there are mixed reviews on this even from my drop the hanky program. Like some girls are like, "Oh, I drop the hanky on a guy if he's not interested. I don't want him to respond." And I'm like, "You know what? No. If the guy is not interested, I want him to at least honor the fact that you had the boldness and the courage to reach out because there's something awesome in that. Like and I think we should all be able to recognize like that took something. And to be honest, the guy not responding is that just them not wanting to deal with something uncomfortable. You know, so if you can say, ah, this is a good challenge for me to kindly turn this person down. And that feels a little uncomfortable. So I'm going to challenge myself to do that. And at the same time, I'm going to show them appreciation for being bold and courageous because that's what drop the hanky takes. You know, to to drop the hanky really takes from a male or female, like you're a boldness level of boldness, courage, and there's always an opportunity of rejection. So the more that we can affirm people in that process, the less, the more that we will build our confidence in such a way that, that rejection doesn't have to tear us down as much as it maybe has in the past.
1: Gosh, that is so good. Okay. You're talking about rejection and I, and I want to get back to some questions about you, you know, but, (laughs) but I do want to ask for the book. I want to ask you about the book on rejection. How do you write a whole book on rejection? My goodness. And then what, like, what have you learned that has led to writing this book?
0: Oh my gosh, everything. Uh, No, so (laughs) yeah, the reason why I wrote this book and not just like a dating 101 book first is because when people come to get coaching from me, they, you know, yeah, they want me to be Will Smith Hitch, right? That's what they want. They're like, set me up on a yeah. date, you know.
1: Minus the like Benadryl allergy. <laughs> yes. Thing, oh my gosh, you know, hysterical, right?
0: right? Uh, but in my opinion, when I'm coaching people and I'm I'm trying to help them through this process, it's not just about how to get a date. It's how do you show up as whole as you possibly can. How do you how do you have a, the healthiest possible relationship with yourself and with God? And when I when I started date coaching people, that's what we look at. We first look at your. relationship relationship with yourself. Then we look at your relationship with God. Then we look at your relationship with others, which includes dating. But you can't just look at dating without looking at the relationship with yourself and with God and healing from some of the things in your past. And one of the constant themes I've seen in people I've coached lives and also my own life is that rejection and all these different facets of rejection has plagued us so much that it has contributed and given us some like false narratives that we believe about ourselves. We're stuck in shame. We lies. We are constantly on edge, like just waiting for that person to wrong us like somebody has in the past. And so if we are going to the next relationship without kind of dealing with some of that first, then we are going to show up already rejected. And and if we are rejected actually from someone, it's going to devastate us. You know, it's going to take us down. And so this book, Thank You for Rejecting Me, is really about 11 different ways in which we experience rejection, some big ways we experience rejection, and how to fight for ourselves within that and kind of heal and process through some of that. And then also, some of two of the chapters also include some major self-rejections, which are just ways we reject ourselves uh, before anybody else even can. And those are some internal things, internal work that we need to do. Actually, the book starts with more of the self-rejections because we need to deal with that first. Okay? OK, like if you're oh, wow. rejecting yourself, then like you got no chance in terms of showing up confident with somebody else. You're already going to get rejected because you're rejecting yourself. You know,
1: the title is phenomenal. Thank you for rejecting. Yes, me. I yes. love that. It's <laughs> Thanks, like Nick. learning to be. Gr- yeah, seriously, like I love that being <laughs> grateful for being rejected and the lessons that are learned yes. and also the confidence that can be built from rejection. That's- yes.
0: Yes. Fascinating.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm gonna get right back to you. But the last this is like a this is like a personal. I'm throwing this in for me. I want to know. Yes. Like I'm totally like I should be paying you for this hour here. But <laughs> what what tips would you give a guy? And I'm actually I'm gonna say guys and girls. I'm gonna mm-hmm. let you speak to the guys first and you can maybe answer us quickly, but like what tip would you give a guy and or a girl as they're creating their hinge profile?
0: Ooh, okay, so be unashamedly yourself don't try to just present the perfect image of yourself. It's a, it's a balance between, yes, this is your resume, but also don't try to present something that's not you. So be unashamed about your faith. Make sure you say, if being a Christian and finding a godly spouse is important to you, don't, I wouldn't be chill about that on your profile. I don't like be like every single thing, God, 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 God. But like, you know, don't, it's not enough to just put Christian in the, you know, religion box that they make you check on these profiles. Like I, would. Yeah, because everybody's,
1: everybody can anybody that, right? I
0: mean, like the person who's going to church once a year might check Christian or maybe they grew up Catholic or they do, you know, and they're like, sure, I would associate with being a Christian, but like they're not truly walking in the faith. Right. And so I would say, be unashamed about your faith in that capacity and show your personality. I think people forget to like, Hey, what is it that makes me unique? Um, so for me, I have pictures of Disney up there, myself at Disney. That's like my best self. I love it. Right. And so I'm going to put that on my profile. That is my personality. What is it like? So be unashamedly yourself and be real about like what you're looking for. And if you are looking for a serious relationship, don't act super casual about like, Oh, I'm just here to like, Kind of meet people like no, you can be real about the fact that you want to date seriously. That w- that way you weed out all the people that are just looking for a pen pal.
1: So true, or something else, right? That you like, definitely exactly, want to weed out right? exactly
0: for a hookup. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: what okay, so you are in this great season right now, and um, I love you know that you you seem like in the times where I've seen you talk about your singleness, so content in being single. Um, how like how did you get to that place? Like, how did you get to the spot of being genuinely content in your singleness or where you are now? I mean, there's so many listeners right now, guys and girls, who are just like, man, I wish, especially coming out of this year, it's like I wish that I could just meet this person. I don't know where to meet them. I've tried the dating app thing. I'm so overwhelmed and tired of it. I mean, that's me personally speaking right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I I am. I'm tired of the dating mm-hmm. apps. I feel like I never get what, what I found on the dating app, I guess I would say. And like, but like, how do you, how did you get to this place of being content where you are Mm. and being so genuinely content in your singleness in the season you're in right now?
0: Yeah. Well, first I love talking about this because I love singleness, but everyone should know that that doesn't come with with being happy, joyous, thankful every single day that I'm single. And so you can be content in your singleness and still wrestle through some sadness and some loneliness. And you can still wrestle with things even while being content in your singleness. And I think that people just need to know that. It's not that I'm content in my singleness and I never struggle or have any sort of doubt or am ever sad at all in my singleness, you know? Um, I want to be married. I want to, like I said at the beginning, like I want to find my husband, like this is a real thing. But I think it also comes to the balance of knowing being fully secure in who you are as a single person. And so for me, I my story was I dated back-to-back back for 10 years nonstop, didn't know who I was, just found validation in men. And so what I've had to learn is who is Kate outside of relationships? Who is Kate just by herself? Who does God call me? Like, what are the unique giftings that I have? What is it as an extrovert to spend a day completely by myself off of my phone with God? <laughs> yes. And like do things for me? What are the things that make my soul come alive? You know, And I think that so often we're so busy looking for that with other people or through doing or through relationships. And we're forgetting that there's such a unique and beautiful intimacy that comes just when you are alone, alone and fully secure in who you are with God. I love being single now. Like I, I hate going through heartbreak. Let's be honest. Like that is never an easy season, but I love being single. I love traveling alone now. And if you had asked me that five, six years ago, I would have been like, that is my worst nightmare to go on a trip alone as <laughs> an, an extrovert. extrovert
1: trying to figure out yeah, how to get <laughs> into a car or a plane and go somewhere. You're like, like, what do I do oh now? Oh
0: my gosh, I'm going to dinner alone. Am I a loner? But now I love it. I mean, I just got back from a trip to Mexico for two weeks and like I went there alone and went to dinners by myself, adventured by myself. And I mean,
1: little brag there. We all need <laughs> Kate Warman's life, like going to Mexico for two weeks, like, you oh, know? right. Oh gosh. <laughs> totally kidding. But
0: it, it was just like that, those are the unique things. Like I meet so many singles, especially females for some reason, that are like, Oh, I'm waiting to go on this trip or do this thing until I meet a guy. I'm like, no, girl, like do it now. Like, do have fun fun adventure. And really what sets your soul on fire? Take care of yourself. You're never going to need to stop taking care of yourself. You're always going to need to do that. So how, how can you really take care of yourself right now and your singleness? And here's a deal. Like I've talked about this before, but I mean, God has a unique call on each of our lives and he is using you right now in your singleness. And yes, I run a dating ministry and sure it's easy to be probably for some to be like, well, sure, Kate, that's easy for you. You run this dating ministry and like you're single. <laughs> person and God's killing <laughs> yeah, you're me, like,
1: you're you. You're perfect. You know it all, that, right? right? You're just so perfect. Right. Kate. We the all hell? know. Um, geez. <laughs>
0: Hopefully they know that not after today, but you know, like whatever it is, whether it's through work or through serving or through your passions, like you are called to something in singleness. You are not just called to be a wife or a husband or just called to be a father or a mother. Like God has uniquely purposed you with so much. And so it's exciting. If we could reframe singleness, it's like, this is such an exciting time. And I think we, we do suffer so much with the scarcity mentality, especially with Instagram and just so many things and being in COVID. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, when am I going to find someone? But Trust me, you guys, and this is what I have to come back to, and I'm speaking to myself as I say this, even as I'm processing through some heartbreak this year, but like... We do not want to marry the wrong person. <laughs> and you are if you end up marrying that person you're going to be married to them for like the next 30, 40, 50 years, right? So I let's take another year, two years of by myself solitude with God. I'd rather take that than get married now and be married to the wrong person and really regret my decision. Yeah, so- better
1: to be 40 Yes. and have all the cats in the world be that cat lady than uh, to be 40 right which not no one's gonna be the cat lady yeah, but yeah. <laughs> right it's a, it's like just to make the point it's better to yes. be 40 with all the cats than to be 40. And miserable.
0: Yes. And yes, just like
1: exactly. wishing that you didn't marry this person or wishing that like you, you're with somebody who doesn't want to engage in the heartache and the and the work that it takes to be in a, a committed sacrificial relationship.
0: Yes. You want to you want to be with somebody who you are going to enjoy spending your life with. Not that it's going to be easy, but like that you really are on mission together for God and that you actually enjoy your marriage. You know what That's I so mean? Good. Like and so And until then, enjoy your singleness like this is the time God wants to use you. And so for me, that's like I love singleness, to be honest, like dating I I enjoy. But that brings up a lot of things like singleness is a beautiful time whenever I'm single. I'm like, heck, yeah, I can travel this weekend. I can go here. I can do I can serve people. I can be there for that friend. Like, you know, I have all the time in the world to do all those things.
1: I love it. Okay, we want to honor, like, your listeners, and I, I want to honor them, but I, I want to do something a little fun, if you are for <laughs> yeah. it. I want to get into five minutes to end our time together in, like, a rapid-fire
0: question. Ooh, like you, okay. here,
1: but, but here are the rules. You can not think too much about it. You have to like answer really quickly. <laughs> These are questions that come from the listeners directly. And I'm going to ask you and you've got to like answer them quickly. And we're going to try to get through as many as we can. Are you ready? Oh
0: my goodness. Yes. Okay. Fine. Yes. Ha, ha. Yes. All right, all right. Here we go. <laughs> okay.
1: First question starting the clock right now. What are the top three things you were looking for Kate Warman in Ooh. a spouse?
0: Okay. Top three things. Godly so someone who has a lot of godliness disciplines is mentored through that. Okay. There's a lot in there. Self-aware has done the work to know themselves, potentially gone to therapy. And third has vision for their life and is excited about where they're headed.
1: Wow. Okay. Those are probably non-negotiables. Are there any other (laughs) non-negotiables?
0: Well, you know, other things is like I want to be able to laugh with that person, have a deep friendship with that person. I want someone who has a growth mindset, who's always teachable, learning and growing. I mean, I would like for somebody to be decently empathetic. That's really important to prioritize empathy for me. So... Yes. I love it. What about
1: deal breakers? Give us the deal breakers for you.
0: Ooh, oh, my gosh. Deal breakers. Well, not being a godly man, that's a deal breaker for me.
1: Yeah. Uh, the opposite of no vision, yeah. not discipline.
0: <laughs> right. Another deal breaker is just somebody who would never go to therapy. To be honest, to to me, that just shows wow, so that good. if you're willing to never go to therapy, if you're like, nope, I never need that. I'm like, mm I think everybody, I'm just under the impression that everybody needs some therapy and it's just a way to process it with somebody who's a professional and there's no shame in that. So for me, if someone's like, I will never go to therapy, I'm like, mm, to me personally, there's probably some shame coming up for for that for them. And so that just will be, that's a long road ahead for that person to work that out. <laughs> and yeah, sorry for the people go, listening. For, no, I know. That, I always say we go to, to a you.
1: pastor, like we go to a pastor for our hearts and our souls. We go to a doctor or a even a trainer. Trainer for our, our bodies, our physical health. Why would we not go to somebody for our mental health and our minds? Yes. Uh, it's just part of the body and the spirit. Exactly. So
0: oh,
1: okay. So next question, because we got to keep going. Okay. Give me some myths that people have about you. Like, Give me two or three myths people have about you.
0: Okay. One is that I do everything correct in dating. Absolutely not. I can dish it out, but it's really hard to still walk in that. And I do my best and I need a lot of grace and I have to confess a lot of things to my people. Another myth is that uh, oh, let me think. What is another myth? Hmm. I oh,
1: know that's tough. Do you have any fears? <laughs> like a fear as a dating coach?
0: Oh, a fear as a dating coach, man. Yeah, I do. Of course that people see this perfect package of who I am, who I present to be online. And they are like, they fall in love with the idea of me, but they won't fall in love with who I actually am. Wow. Ooh, that feels oh, that feels so real it's i'm like gonna tear, so i'm like, gonna okay. tear up saying that yeah no, we
1: gotta keep going because i i want to unpack that man okay but okay have you ever been engaged nope <laughs> Ooh, interesting close, have you ever but no. been in lo- close but not but it yeah. didn't happen
0: nope didn't happen
1: anything else you want to tell us about that nope <laughs> <laughs> fair enough okay have you ever been in love
0: yes yes how absolutely. many times You know, I would say I've loved a lot of guys I've dated, but truly in love, truly, I thought I was going to marry two times.
1: Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. How do you deal with breakups?
0: Uh, (laughs) How do I actually deal with them or what do I recommend?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, no. How do you deal with them? We yes. heard how you recommend it. Yeah, go to you know go to people, so, which I'm sure you still do.
0: Yeah, go to my people first and foremost. Go to my girls. Let's talk about this. Um, I immediately need community around me. Uh, I need to separate myself from that person as much as possible, which means as best as I can, zero contact, not seeing that person, really separating because your lives have intertwined so much. I'm talking about like a serious relationship breakup, you know? So this is like, I need time. I need space. I do my best to like have zero contact and I need accountability in that, you know? So my sisters, you better believe they're asking me like, hey, Kate, it's a uh, Saturday night. Are you home alone? What you doing, girl? Like you better not I be sending that. that text. So, uh, Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay. A couple more, a couple more here. And then we're going to be wrap up. Who is your inspiration in life? Like who do you look up to?
0: I would say just one of my favorite people and is Brené Brown. I love her. She has taught me so much oh, about.
1: I love <laughs> Brené. She's, I, I'm in Austin. She's a university of Texas professor she, here in Austin.
0: She's amazing.
1: Love that lady.
0: She just, in my book, I call her St. Brené because I believe that she <laughs> She's like my St. Brene. She's just amazing. And, you know, she's taught me so much about vulnerability. And I think her work on shame and vulnerability has helped me step up so much in being able to do what I do today. Because if I never worked through this as a three, exposing some of the inner workings, I would never be able to do this interview today. So Brene Brown is one of my favorite girls.
1: Oh my gosh. I love it. Okay. Where do you see yourself in like five years, 10 years? Where do you see your ministry?
0: Yeah. You know, I would love to be married. Let's just put it in there. First of all, it'd be great. Um, and I want to have a thriving marriage and I would love to bring whoever I'm in, whoever I'm with into some of this and do some of this together. I would love for this to be like an international ministry. It would be so cool if, you know, we were running conferences every year and we had a dating app and we just were the place for Christian dating advice. And that that's my vision, you know, and virtually what's so cool about COVID and just already having a virtual thing is that it's possible. So I have big vision plans, but God is surprising me so much every year, Nick, that I have really no idea. So it's all very loose, but all I know is I'm not giving up heart of dating. Oh, and everyone always asks like, what will happen with heart of dating when you get married? I'm like, y'all, I'm still going to do it. What do you mean? Like,
1: I love it. Yeah.
0: So there's that.
1: Okay, here we go. You got to go very fast on these. We're going to go like rapid, rapid fire. Texting or talking?
0: I like to talk.
1: Favorite day of the week?
0: Ooh, Sunday.
1: (laughs) Favorite city in the U.S. that you've been to that you haven't lived in?
0: Ooh that I've been to that I haven't lived in. Ooh oh uh Carmel in in California. Oh
1: so I nice. I love it. Monterey area. Yes. love it. Any nicknames that people need to know that you have?
0: <laughs> Just Kate. My full name is Kate Lynn, but only my close people call me that like my family besties or boyfriends.
1: <laughs> I love it. Okay, last song that you downloaded or you streamed. I should say nobody downloads anymore. Like what yeah, last song that you streamed. Like, what are you listening or what are you listening to the most right now? Like, what song are you on replay? Uh,
0: Maverick City Music, brand new album on repeat every day. The song To You is like my phase right now.
1: That is so good. Okay. And then since we talked about it earlier, fill in the blank on this statement right here. Taylor Swift is blank.
0: A boss woman. And I love her.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Okay. And then I'll ask you, what question have I not asked you that I should have asked you on this interview today?
0: Oh, gosh. I know, you know. I'm putting
1: you on the spot here. What have I not asked you today? You're like, man, you should have asked this, and I want to say this to my people.
0: Yeah. And, and
1: that's separate from our last question, which we'll get to, and I think you always ask this question. Yes, but.
0: of course. Do I ever compare myself to other people? I think mm. – the answer is absolutely. And I struggle with that. And that's why it's so important, as much as I can, to get off social media and to really be present in the moment with myself, with people around me, with God, and not compare who I am, my journey, my life to anybody else. Because everybody needs to know listening that any person you follow that is on Instagram, any person you look up to, like they're in probably a great, amazing person that God is using, they also are struggling with things behind the scenes. And I want everyone, I hope people know that today by just hearing me and hearing more of my heart and my stories. Like I still struggle with a lot behind the scenes. I'm still a work in process. I still don't do dating fully perfectly. And so whoever it is, and I need to remind myself of that for anybody else I'm looking to online as well. You know, like, oh, they're really inspiring me, but also they're a human being. And I need to remember that because it's okay for me to also have my own human being moments, you know? That's really, really important for me in my journey. Wow.
1: Okay, I know you always ask this question at the end of your interview. So I'm gonna ask it to you today. What is your final nugget? of dating advice for your listeners?
0: Oh my gosh. Being asked that question. I love it. I love it. You're like, I
1: have a whole website (laughs) on it, but no, you've got to give us one final nugget of dating advice. So what is it?
0: I love this. I would say just the final little nugget is just because they're not interested in you does not mean you are not interesting. That's that's it.
1: (laughs) I am like writing that down.
0: Come on. Yes. It's my fave. I actually posted it as a quote a while ago, but I like came up with it. I thought of it. You know, that's how these quotes happen. And I just write them down. And I was like, that is it just because they're not interested does not mean you are not interesting. And we put so much of our value and identity and relationships. I am myself included in that, especially in the past. We have to know that we are interesting, unique, special, that God has created us for something incredible, that the failures in our life, quote unquote failures, dating failures are not actually because we are not worthy or amazing or interesting. Like God has created us with unique gifts and talents and we're always learning and growing. So just because they are not interested in you does not mean that you are not an interesting person.
1: Come on. Well, Kate, I just want to say two things. One, I'm so honored to get to be on this today with you. And uh, I really am. And I'm honored because the work that you do is so important. Uh, And I'm just saying this. I know this is not scripted. Nobody has asked me to say this. Uh, The work you do is so important. And in a very confusing time where things are changing and they're evolving rapidly, What you do is really helping people find clarity uh, and hearing that they're just a human, kind of like we're talking about you today. Like You're just a human with a heart and a life and emotions. And I just want to thank you for what you do, Mm. for everybody that's listening today, and just say we thank you that you are out there putting yourself out there, being bold, helping other people take their next step in their dating lives. we are grateful for you.
0: Thank you. And I'm so thankful for this community. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so cool to have people that actually listen and want to be a part of this journey. So I'm truly honored. And I mean that with every ounce of my being. I'm I'm definitely not the person that's like, oh yeah, like people listen to me. It's so cool. I'm like, no, what? This is an honor that anybody chooses to listen and is a part of part of dating. I love it. So thanks, Nick.
1: Well, thanks for letting me interview you today. was <laughs>
0: yeah, so fun. You're awesome.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys, and thanks for listening in today. And uh, Kate, I cannot wait for. Thank you for rejecting me. I'm going to get to that. Yes, I, I'm seriously, that's on my list. I
0: can't wait. Thanks, Nick. Well, I'm just gonna say it right now, I am still sweating thinking about you guys listening to that episode. Man, that was just so vulnerable. But here's the deal, I wanted to do this and be that vulnerable because I wanted you guys to know that even though I study dating and relationships, I'm super passionate about it, I still do not show up perfectly in my own dating life. And even to that, I experience pain. I experience heartache. I have difficulties in this season as well. And I too need therapy and mentorship and guidance. And I still am processing so many things that I've learned in my own dating situations. So I wanted you guys to see, I am here in this boat with you. And I have to humble myself all the time and learn and grow in the Lord. Okay, guys, that is it for season five, but I'm so excited about what season six is gonna bring. And until then, we have an incredible little mini-series where we are answering some hot topics with a male single pastor, okay? That's right, a male single pastor is joining me to talk about some of these hot topics. We're gonna have dialogues and answer these things on a weekly basis. So get excited for that mini-series, and until then, I will see you in 2021 for season six of The Heart of Dating Podcast. Love y'all. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.